On today's episode, Dave interviews Second City alum Ron West. Ron has been an actor and a consultant on Whose Line Is It Anyways. He's been on Seinfeld, Anger Management, Key and Peele, and was a recurring character on Third Rock from the Sun. I'm Ian Foley. This is ADD Comedy. When I watch you have a Ron West rant, it's because people aren't paying attention. Uh, when, when do I have a Ron West rant? What are you doing? Uh-huh. This thing with this gesture that you do? Uh-huh. What do. are you doing? When do I do that? I don't know. I've seen you do that a number of times. Really? But not in a bad way. Am I, li- am, I, am, am, am I telling a story when I do that? Or have you actually seen me yell at people and say, what are you doing? It's a character thing. So oh, obviously when you're telling thing. a story, you're oh, trying to... Okay. Oh, I see. So, so when I'm telling the story, I, I play the character of myself who says, what are you doing? Right, exactly. Okay. That gesture right there, the hands up on, on either side of your head, uh-huh. and going, what are you doing? Yeah. And I think that if people did a Ron West, that would be one of the ones that they would do. Yeah. yeah. It changes. Now I think, now I think uh, if they would do a Ron West, the girls in the office would say, oh, he comes in and he says, Miss Carrie. He comes in and he says, Miss Faye. He comes mm-hmm. in and he says, uh, Miss Lexi. Mm-hmm. They would do that. Right? Well, you're, you're, you're a polite man. Well, yes, but also sometimes I can't remember their name. So the, when I say the miss, it's like the flywheel of my brain. It's like gets my brain going to, what is her name? Miss Lexi. You know. So it's a space holder until a space the, holder, yeah. uh, until right. the until the proper word comes. The out. proper word comes through, and when the proper word does come through, but you do remember people's names. You um, remember I you do. remember things very well. Thank you, I do, and um, yeah, I, I do. I do have a pretty good memory about that, mm-hmm. about things. Yeah, and also, although uh, the thing that really pisses me off about myself, maybe you too. Sometimes I'm driving, start to daydream. I get lost going to a place I've been to thousands of times. That doesn't happen to me. That does happen to me. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I've, I've been here a hundred times and I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Do you find uh, that when you, you don't leave LA that much, do you? Uh, not as much as I used to. Right. Well, you and I used to travel with immigrants. Yeah, and everything else too. Oh, I probably just messed up the microphone. Uh, I don't know, let's see. Uh, I did an interview with with uh, Ribano, and yeah. periodically there'd be a sound of crashing, uh-huh. and I think it's just John. Oh, I, I couldn't see. because I didn't because there was no crashing when he and I were doing right. it. Right. Well, his mouth is a self cleaning oven, so you might what that might have been what you were hearing is I his mouth cleaning itself. Was trying to figure out what is it about Ribano, and his mouth is a self cleaning oven. It isn't. He said oven. that he said to me that. Uh, some dental professional told him that. He has never had a cavity as far That's as I correct. know. That's correct. He's the only person that I know yeah. that has never had a cavity. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's pretty much the, one of the most perfect human beings in terms of looks and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes I, he has back problems. He's got that going against him. Fuck that guy. You know, fuck he's that just guy. not perfect. perfect. Well, he was also run over by a car. Yeah. Um, if he was perfect, that wouldn't have happened. He would have run over the car yeah. if he was perfect. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. You worked with you worked with him. Did he did he go with us to Vienna or no? No. Um, I don't think he ever went to Vienna. Mm-hmm. He certainly didn't go with me. And how many times did you go to Vienna? Mm-hmm. I think just the one. Just that one time. Nineteen ninety three. January you, of nineteen ninety three. When did you start Second City? As an employee of the Second City. Uh-huh. Um. Bernie Sollins and Joyce Sloan and Jane Sollins produced The Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby in 1992, but I don't think my paycheck said Second City. So I think the first paycheck that I got that said Second City was 
1984. So you did, I didn't realize that you did Nicholas Nickleby. You didn't? No, I didn't, I didn't know you about that. I didn't know you then about that, about you that. Um, and so you did that where? That was done. That was right? done at the, uh, what was then the Blackstone Theater, which was next to the Blackstone Hotel. On uh, the Blackstone Michigan. on South, uh, Michigan, South Michigan Avenue. Ba Michigan and Balbo. Right. Uh, the, uh, the Blackstone is famous because Abraham Lincoln was nominated for president at the Blackstone Hotel. Mm -hmm. And the Blackstone Theater is the site of Jackie Gleason's heart attack during a show called Hell's a Poppin'. Wow. It's now called the Merle Riskin or Merle Ruskin. Right, because and I think it's part of DePaul. DePaul or Columbia, one of those two. I think it was also the place where they did that hair show, that long sheer madness. That was at the Mayfair, which was in the Blackstone Hotel. Right, right. And my understanding... We're like, this is like the curtain call of the Sunshine Boys right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you're thinking you of Morty Belasco. You don't understand. Morty well, Belasco worked with these three... Well, Scott... Remember Scott Lowell? Scott Lowell. Scott uh, Lowell. Maybe you don't know Scott maybe, Lowell. I, I he did that him. show, and he said that they couldn't... They didn't have a toilet backstage, so they'd have to pee in a bucket, and... And equity gave them extra money. They had, they had a, uh, the producers had a contract because they had a pee in a bucket that Wait a equity. Minute. They're doing a show in a hotel and there's not a John? Come well, there's on. not a John in the theater, in that space. And it was one of those shows. How'd you like to be the busboy that has to take a bucket of piss and dump it? <laughs> That is something. Like, Jose, no, I quit. Fuck you, Jose. Um, I notice how you used a, uh, a Hispanic first name right away, Dave. What's yeah, with that? Because I knew, um, I, don't, I don't know. Because this one, it's like, racist podcast. Shloimy, get the bucket. Racist podcast. <laughs> uh, I would be Jose, wouldn't I? Did you work in a restaurant? You never worked in a restaurant, did you? No. You didn't work in a restaurant? No. Uh, I, when I was in high school, the National Honor Society gave a dinner to some people who came and ate our horrible lasagna. And I took a, a pot of coffee out to pour it for some people, and I immediately spilled it. And that's the last time I did it. That's the last time you ever poured coffee? It's the last time I ever tried to do any kind of serving thing. So what job did you have in high school? What? Uh, in high school, I worked at a library. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly. A library or the library? The library in town, the mm -hmm. town library. Mm -hmm. Restacking the books and taking care of the grounds and mowing the lawn and that kind of thing. And then uh, I had a job at a campground where I would, you know, run the cash register. Or sometimes I was the uh, night guard at that. Mm -hmm. Which on Memorial Day weekend, with a lot of people and a lot of alcohol, I think it's really strange to put a 17-year-old kid with a broken oar out there to guard the place. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, you do so much. You, you, softball is your game, Ron. That's your game. Um, uh, yes, uh, that, I, uh, I play softball. Uh, practice maybe once a week and have two or three games a week. I won't have as many games this year because one of the leagues got uh, canceled or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, you're, and what show are you working on now? My show at Second City right now is called Quick and Dirty. It's uh, the all-blackout show, mm -hmm. um, wow. all very short sketches. So they're not all, you know. Is it click and dirty or quick and dirty? Quick. Uh -huh. Quick and dirty. Uh-huh. And uh, 
Um, and then uh, we're going to do, Catherine and I are going to do some one acts later at Second City that we're calling Fun and Other Traumatic Events. Mm -hmm. And uh, see, am I working on anything else? We just shot some shorts on Saturday for Quick and Dirty, which, you know, we'll use to promote the show. What have you, so you've been out here. Almost since 20 when, years. 20 years. You were, you were I, I, got here, I got out here in 95. 94. 94. August of 94. So it's going to be 20 years. Yeah. Um, what, what has happened that you expected to have happened? I usually ask a different question, which is, aren't you surprised what happened? But what happened? What did you, what, what has happened here that you're like, oh, I knew it was going to be that? I got older. Awesome. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I was 100% sure that would happen. That's confidence. Yeah, I, 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 I knew that from the first day I arrived in L.A. <laughs> that you knew that you are going to get older. That's yeah. probably, I think that, that people don't realize that that's the only thing that is true, is that you are going to get older. Um, I think there are other things that are true, um, like uh, the sun is going to come up. Right. Right. It's going to go down. Right. Yeah. But that, but you know, that, you asked me what I knew about me. That's the first thing I could think of. You know, I should have shut this off. Well, it didn't matter because nothing happened except you pointed it out that it, you didn't okay. shut it off. No, it's, it made a noise. Mm -hmm. Do you like it out here? Yes. Um, I, uh, uh, I like the, you know, active outdoor life that I have. I play a lot of ball. I play a lot of tennis. Mm -hmm. I recently played in a flag football tournament. Uh, which uh, was a very hot day on an artificial surface, which is even hotter. Right. I don't think I was the oldest person on the field, but I do know this. Um, we played, my team played four games, including the championship game. And the championship game, I played every down on offense and defense. And I don't know what I'm doing. So that right. gives you an idea of the quality of the You're game. not a football fan. I am a football fan. I mean, I mean, I you, watch but football. You, you do watch football. I do watch football. I've, I, I, uh, I follow baseball, baseball more closely mm -hmm. just because I understand it better. Right. I don't know. Uh, basketball to me and hockey to me are just a lot of running around by very talented people. Very, very talented. <laughs> very talented people. <laughs> you know. It's like a ballet. It's running around by very talented people. Yeah. Which is what you can call a ballet. Right. Baseball, there's a lot of time to rest. Right. Right. And you go to games here? I went to an Indians Angels game last night in you Anaheim. Did. Yes, it was uh, it was very nice. We paid. Uh, uh, this was a, maybe some weekday special or I don't know what. We paid fifteen bucks a piece for a ticket. Yeah, right. It it was for we were in the upper deck in the second row, on the first base side. It was a terrific seat. Are, are you going? Do you, are you going to any plays or anything? Are you seeing yeah, any shows? Yeah. What shows are you seeing on here? Well, I saw um, uh, at the Broad. I saw Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Um, uh, what did What did you? Yeah, uh, you. I, did? I made a thumbs down. Right. What didn't you like about There were some interesting things about the directorial concept, but at the end of the day, um, they just didn't follow through on it. You know, there's a there's a very famous part of that play where they have the, the mechanicals put on their Pyramus and Thisbe, I think mm -hmm. it is, 
And the concept of the show just didn't follow through on that. And there was also a, a very distinctive choice that they made with the character of Bottom when he transforms into uh, a jackass or whatever he transforms into. And it was a really unfortunate choice. <laughs> and they thought that the whole, you know how you want the first act to go out? Wow. Yeah, right. And so the audience will talk about it. And that's what they thought was going to happen, and it was it was dumb and stupid and sophomoric and collegiate, and 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 the fact that the company was from Britain did not help it, could not offset that dumb. What made you go to see that show? Um, Catherine wanted to see it, and she said some of the people that were involved in War Horse mm -hmm. were involved in the creation of this show, and there was some <clears throat> good, interesting. Uh, puppetry mm -hmm. uh, that I enjoyed more than she did. The acting was pretty good in it, and the ensemble work was very good at times. But um, but there was also times when one guys uh, they should have you know reined one guy in and they didn't. And, what you do, know. do you want, do you come to, do you go to a lot of improv out here at all? Not uh, not that much. Do you find, in what you've seen, what do you think is... I don't know why the space work is so bad in L.A. Oh, my God. It's awful. Mm -hmm. they, it's it's like they, they just don't do it. Right. People at I.O., I've seen people at I.O. pull up chairs and just sit in them, and then the scene gets gets wiped or edited out, and the chairs stay there. And I'm like, what do you... You're not even aware of where you are. You're not even aware of where you no, are. They they just want to start shouting jokes in a void. Right. And right. they don't they don't understand that they can't do that. Are you teaching any any improv? Yes, I have um, a level five B and level five A, which I'm sure those numbers will make a lot of sense to your <laughs> listeners. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. But that's not improv. That's writing, isn't it? Um. Well, I have to have them walk the line between mm -hmm. it. You you have to. If the, this if you're going to put on the show with written material, the scenes do not occur magically. Right. And almost every time, you know, they're they're very good improvisers and there'll be something in it that maybe they don't even like and then I'll go, "Well, what if we did this with that?" And then they go, "Oh, okay." And I said, "Well, let's build that now." Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we build it, but uh, and so a lot, the, the, usually the sparks come out of the moment, but um, uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't occur. The, it's, it's a myth that, you know, that it all occurs magically in space and then we don't, it just is there. Right. But you've always been very present to changes and you've always been very present to, because you directed, I don't know, three or four shows that I was in at Second City uh -huh. and you've been very present to looking at, like if, if, I'm putting my foot, my foot, my, my arms out for a, uh, at a yard, a distance of a yard, we'll say, from, from each other, hand to hand. And you will look at this whole thing and I'll go, that scene sucks. And you'll take the right hand that's holding an inch and go, yeah, but that was great. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I do that all the time. There was one, I had some students um, a while ago and uh, the guy, they, they did this scene and it wasn't that good, but the guy had... Um, sort of written one line for himself mm -hmm. that was <clears throat> that was and I, and I thought wow that's a really funny line and it really says a lot about that character and I said 
something like this could happen. And we worked on it for a while, but from one line, right. we got this really nice five minute scene. And it's and what, what it's a matter of is also talking was to the- Sven Amsterdam and oh, I know. Meg yeah. Wallace. Yeah, I know Sven. Um, one of the things that, uh, 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 that has to happen is the cast needs to go, yeah, but we worked on this whole thing and you need to talk to the cast and go, let's let that go and look at this thing. And, and and surrender that other stuff because this is the one thing that's great. You know, it is, it's hard to surrender that stuff, but um, uh, our f late friend Bernard Salins would talk a lot of time about how all the actor discoveries that you as the actor improviser went through in that first time out, right. you know, you're in love with those because that was a lot of fun. Right. And you want to go out and do those again because you got a lot of uh, approbation. Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. But the fact remains is that that was just all discovery. La, 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 la. And when we get down the line, the <clears> scene <throat> actually starts here. Right. 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 There's there's a couple of times when I um, oh, saw a scene in, uh, I'm not going to say where I saw it, but it's at a uh, uh, very renowned institution. And uh, uh, and I watched it, and there was some laughs. There was some laughs in it, and I was like, "Wow, this is gonna be fun!" And then the lights went out. Right. And I was like, "Oh my God!" Right. All they're doing is repeating those discoveries before, and they ended the scene where they should have started. It. I know. And that's what I get to. And and uh, and uh, it's a drag. It's a drag for me too because I sit and watch, and it seems like it's an entire meal of just potato chips. And yeah. there's no there's no food there, and I think what ends up happening is they go, okay, our job is done. Where I think, no, your job just began. And here's another thing, it the fun for me is once you make that initial discovery of what the scene is about in that at, at that moment, play that fucking thing out. Uh, I, there's probably not enough discussion about what the scene's about, and there's that usually we go right to would it be funny if right. And um, yeah, I guess so. But what is it about? And it, it's all, it, even if it's about, remember that scene um, that we did? I think, uh, I can't remember the name. It was the geeky scene. It was the geeky kids, and Colbert yeah. played a character named Max Puppet. The, it was, and it was, I didn't like it at all, and everybody liked it but me. Um, and finally, the thing that, uh, that, uh, that, I, that I realized about it was it was a story about good versus evil. And when I said, oh, that's what it's about, then it was easier to help put it together. You when know? you, I think that what ends up happening is because it, it, to say it's a, it's a scene about good versus evil, there's a simplicity to that. Yeah. And when you look at the simplicity, because if you can describe it in one sentence, yeah. I think you got it. But if you have yeah. to go, okay, this is what this is the story. You go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait no, a I don't want to care what the story is. Right, but you also added uh, mechanics to that scene where we play the entire scene forward, and it was a great scene in. <laughs> it was a great scene in that each of the characters there had a special magical skill. Each right. of the kids had a special magical skill, and 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 Allman gave up. He was the, he was the, the old elephant that goes off to die. Exactly, and yeah. hands it off to the younger elephant, being Colbert. Yeah. And Colbert went, um, "All right, you kids, we're going to use." 
use you for you're going to rob the bank and you're going to let me know with your special skill you're going to do that and then one of the kids went uh-uh that's not going to happen and we used all of our skills right skills all of our physical you, skills and here's the thing that you did in that scene because it was another example of the whole yard and you're only using an inch um, but then blowing up that inch into a yard is we did that entire scene that was a two-minute scene and we did it totally backwards we then hit that middle part and then you had us reverse the scene literally go backwards and do that scene yeah. and i remember that was a two-minute scene and then you said we're going to go backwards and we got it down to a minute you said i think we get it down to 40 seconds and we backed it up to 40 seconds yeah that was I, I think it was longer than a two-minute scene it was probably longer than a two-minute scene but we had to do it backwards at a a fast rewind. Yes, it had to be a fast. We rewound rewind. it. Yeah, yeah. And you had, and we we had rewounded sound in the background. Yes, of and that was uh, of uh, um, for two reasons. One was so you guys didn't have to make the noise, right? But also to cover up your footsteps, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember I did something in one of those scenes where I one day I put my finger out in the in the forward scene and run in front of Colbert's face and I'd never done that before and I thought I got to remember to do that. So I put my finger out in the second one and he walked into my nail, oh. my fingernail, and I and I got Colbert eyeball under my mm. fingernail and he came in the next day with an eye patch. Wow. But it was a, was a flesh colored eye patch which pissed me off because wow. it was him going fuck you when I was like dude you could so easily wear a a pirate eye patch yeah. and you come in with a caucasian eye patch you know i think you may you maybe you maybe should blame his doctor you know, would, not him you try getting in touch with the doctor <laughs> you, you know how you know how famous his doctor is right now no, that's true how that's fucking famous true. that is when, he was very, he, everybody was good in that show the world will never know what a fine actor he is the world will never know that he'll 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 be he'll be playing Stephen Colbert, but uh, but you know just by the luck of the draw he could have been doing you know a lot of other things. All right. Well, he did he did but he's do a, a couple very of movies. Funny. He's yeah. a great he was a great actor in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And you know another one is uh, the world will know is Carell. Carell's actor. Yeah, they know he's a great. Carell could do it all. Right. He could do it all. That's the thing about Steve. Carell. The both of them they can do it all. Did you direct Carell? Yeah, several times. Mm hmm. He was one of my favorite people, obviously, favorite people to yeah, play with. Yeah, he was swell, and we hung out a lot together in Chicago, right. had a lot of fun together. Right. Do you yeah. see him at all out here? Once in a while, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's so I don't remember the last time. Well, it's so interesting to have those kind of friends where you Really, go, it's Nancy I want to see. You know, I don't care anything about Steve. Oh, Nancy's, Nancy's the part of the... He's a, she's the heart of that relationship. That's right. She's the heart of that relationship. Yeah. My God. There's, I, it's it's so interesting to me how many people we know and who. Are, it's nice to make a living, Ron. It's fucking nice to make a living. Is it? How do you do that? Come on, come on. You know, uh, did you have friends in high school where you went? Or you did plays in high school. Yes. Do you? Did you? Uh, do any of your friends in high school are they professional actors now? I think one of them who was. A year ahead of me, I think, was a professional actor for a while. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I know that she's a nurse now or, and uh, maybe is on disability now. But that's the only what one that I What do you mean maybe on some disability now? She, uh, you know, you know, is disabled. So uh, 
is receiving disability payments. Okay. So it's not a professional actor. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Got it. Because I don't. I knew one guy in high school, and I didn't do a lot of plays. I knew one guy in high school, just one out of everyone that made a living Mm. for a while. I don't know that he's still making a living doing it, but. I feel well, wait, wait, and you're, you went to school out here for a while and then in Chicago. Right? I, I lived out here. I went here for first grade. Uh-huh. And then I was like, and then my folks left and I had to take the train back by myself. Mm-hmm. It's a long story that most yeah. of it's not true. Uh-huh. But, um, it's, well, it's it, it, true or untrue, it's not very interesting. So no, cut to the no, chase. No, no. So I took the train back. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, yes, I, lived, I, li- I grew up in Chicago, but I have a degree in photojournalism. I don't have a degree right. in theater. Right. You have a degree in theater? Yes. Theater? Yes. From Ohio State? Kent, Kent State, State. Yeah. Kent State, Kent State, Kent State, Kent State. Uh, it's interesting to me, again, all those people, but how? You know, I don't know how many, well, actually, the people I went to college with, I'm in contact with a few of them, and a few of them are still in the business. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, nobody else from. How many people get degrees in theater and how few people work? You know, I mean, it just for me, oh, I feel yeah. like it's, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I studied uh, a lot of different things when I was in college. I loved my history classes. I liked my accounting class. I liked my TV and radio classes. And honestly, my theater classes were not the most interesting ones. If you could do it again, would you do it the same way? No, I would. I think I would get a like a bachelor of general studies or maybe. Uh, a degree in English uh, or something like that. You know, I didn't really become much of a reader until after college. You know, reading was still a chore mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in college. Uh, also, um, I, maybe I would have chosen a great books college. What's that? You know, a great books college is instead of having a textbook where you talk about Aristotle, you just get Aristotle and you just read that. I see. And instead of... Have you ever seen one of these L.A. Um, USD textbooks? No. It's, it's, they just have excerpts from things, and so they try to get the kids to read a couple paragraphs of something, and that's it. And, and it's just, you know, this massive textbook that sells for $7 jillion. And uh, this, this woman that I voted for school board, uh, I think her name is uh, Monica Ratliff, mm-hmm. and she, she took the radical step in her fifth grade class of saying, well, we actually read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And the kids loved the whole thing. That was her radical step. Right. But it was, you know, that's what they should be doing. Well, that's what I did in a couple of classes in college. I mean, I'm sorry, in high school, it was an English class, and we read Jaws, we read Amityville Horror, we read The Exorcist, because those were exciting books at that time, mm-hmm. 73, 77. Those were exciting books at that time. And just to get somebody excited about reading, mm-hmm. as opposed to the the, di- the dialectic or well, the didactic and all that crap that here's, you've got to Here's the irony of the business we're in, is people get into this improvisation thing because they don't want to read and they don't want to write. They just want to talk. Right, right. And I would even, you know, starting out, I would even place myself in that in that category. What do you mean? 
Were you sitting? I was, I was, I was, um, you know, uh, I want it to be fun. I want mm -hmm. it to be easy. And I want to be funny. Oh, mm -hmm. there it is. I'm just going to go do that. But you also had, in the work that I've seen you do, um, there's, 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 there's a, there's a, a dynamic, there's an action. You are, uh, there, there are levels of emotion. Mm -hmm. and I think that, I think that, I, thank you. Um, but I think that uh, I think that just came later. Um, a lot of that just came with, um, you know, going home with a uh, with a t audio tape of stuff and then transcribing it, and then like, oh, what can we do here? You know, we're just talking about but the same there, thing but, here. But 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 still, if you go, what can we do here? That question yeah. isn't just. You're not just resting on, this is funny, let's just leave it. You're saying, what could we do here yeah, to no. take what it is that we have, the confidence to say, we have something great, not just to leave it alone in the black, the lights go black, yeah. but to go, let's take that and let's build upon that. Yeah, yeah. What's the question? Um, I don't know. There, there was a question. No, that was, was just a, a statement. Uh, yeah, I no, don't, no, it was yeah. just a statement. It's a yeah. statement saying the work that you did, that work that I remember you doing. I remember you doing the. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I, I still do it now. Where I'm, yeah, where I'm like, okay, let's have that, but let's do something with it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and there's a there's a physicality because I remember that we had that car chase in that one scene. Oh, that was fun. Um, and we did. I blew that out, and I even went crazier with that one time in Detroit with that whole detour thing. Uh huh. Oh man, that was nuts! Right, that was nuts. So we, there was at the time in Detroit, there was all this construction, and it was driving everybody nuts. And I came in the dressing room one night, and I said, "Well, what if we send some guy on some crazy detour?" Mm -hmm. And he goes, he drives through all these crazy situations, and we'll just have a lot of signs go by him. And then I described like one sequence in it. I said, this A, B, C, and D, and that's just one little sequence of it. There's going to be a lot of those. Right. So I just described what I'm doing. Keegan goes, awesome. And so the next day, we we came into rehearsal and we said, what are all the things that could happen on the detour? Mm -hmm. And and I said, you guys, there's going to be 40 signs, 40 street signs that mm -hmm. go by in this. There's going to be 40 signs alone. And that's not even kind of the gags. There's going to be 40. And I, and I just sort of said it as an estimate. But they were like, when we finished it, there was 40 signs. <laughs> there was 40 signs, which, which that alone means 40 entrances. Right. So um, I never counted up the entrance. There must have been, if there was 40 signs, there must have been over 100 entrances in the scene. Look at that cast. Who was that cast? That was Keegan Michael Key, right? Yes. Was that uh, uh, Antoine McKay? Yes. Um, Mary Beth Monroe? Not that particular show. Mark Warzeka? Yes. Uh, Josh Funk? No, the fourth guy was um, uh, Mark Evan Jackson. And Kirk Hanley? No, the two ladies of that particular show were uh, Margaret Edwardowski and. Angela Shelton? Um, Naima Funk. Naima Funk. Who at the time Naima was Funk. Naima Woods, yeah. Um, at that group at Detroit was one of the most fun groups. Oh, it was, I've really ever fun. With. it was really because fun. It was really fun. Because I think that what ends up happening is people go, we can do anything. And when you can do anything, the world of possibilities is open to you. There's no pressure that they felt. Uh, I, didn't, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think they felt like they could do anything. I think we were. 
um, by and large, just left alone to our own devices. When I got there, uh, right before I was there, they had been doing some hybrid of existing shows support or not supported by with some of their material woven in the first show I saw there. Um, like a best of show. I think it was, I think it was a Toronto show mm -hmm. that they had taken a few things out right. and putting a few things in. Right. And, uh, and I saw it and I appreciated the talent, but I didn't, really care for how the talent had been used right. in that particular thing. What did you how what did you like about working with the Second City just in terms of directing? Like for me I love the idea that I could do anything. And I also love the idea of working with people that had a like language and uh, a like history. What did I like about directing? I liked it when it was done. You like process. It's uh it's a uh, it's a hard process. Um, you know, the thing, one thing I like about it is, um, is I can do it in uh, a shorter amount of time. I think we did Where's Your God, Charlie Brown in seven weeks. Yes. <clears throat> uh, and I've done it in, I did one show in Cleveland in six weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't want to do any more than eight weeks. One time I had a show in Detroit and uh, and it was all ready to go. And uh, uh, the uh, producer came in and said, well, I think you should take another week. And I was like, no, I was furious. <laughs> oh man, was I furious. And I said, if you could take another week if you want. I'm not gonna be here, I'm done. Was it the cast or was it just, what was it? What was it that got, that got you? Um, what, what, well, I don't understand the question. What was, like, what, where did you go, I'm not going to take another week? Was it that you felt you were done or you felt we that We were you, done. We were ready to open. We had an opening date. So he we had felt. People, we had people that were coming into town. We were ready to go. The show was peaking. It was right there and ready for opening night. So what was it that, that the producer wanted? Why was the producer asking for another week? Um... I think because he wanted to say something and he wanted to say a complete sentence and that's the complete sentence that he said. I see. That's, that's unfortunate. It could uh, have been, I want ice cream or who wants pizza. It could have been that. Huh. I, and then I, you wouldn't have been furious. You'd been fed. Um, um, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, we had, we had to have a, um, you know, we had to have a number of phone calls about why what he wanted was different from what I wanted right. and um, I, I'm big, uh, I, I can, I'm not going to say that I'm happy I prevailed, but um, that's what happened. Right. Whenever you're in that sort of, that, you know, I won, but did I, you know, it was a Pyrrhic victory, I suppose. When you were working at, when we, you were starting out in Chicago, did you, before you got into Second City, you did the Nicholas Nickleby mm -hmm. show, but you were in Chicago prior to that, of course, right? No, I moved to Chicago with Nickleby, and then that closed. How did you discovered for Nickleby before you came to Chicago? Um, I did the workshops at uh, Second City, and I was, I was pretty good in those. And in those days... Um, Who was uh, in your workshop with you? Rabano was in the workshops with me, Joe mm -hmm. Liss for a little while. 
Um, Who was teaching that? Don, only Don DiPolo. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, as I said, can I be in the workshops? And he said, yeah, I think the intermediate class would probably be best for you. So I went to the intermediate class, which is on Thursday. And, uh, and, uh, and after, you know, maybe six weeks or something, I was like, well, I think I've had enough of the intermediate class. So I just started showing up at the advanced class on Saturday. And I did that for a while. I mean, think of doing that today. You know what? I think I'm done being in an intermediate level. I'm now going to promote myself to the advanced level. And, and not, not only that, and nobody's saying, you can't do that. You've got to complete this level, and you, well, you know, you know, certificate, <laughs> teacher. Yeah. Um, it is a business now, man. It well, is and, such... and, you know, and and uh, yeah, and it's only a matter of time before every citizen of Chicago takes an improv class. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've been back there, and you've seen what that building's like yeah, nowadays. Sir. And you know, it's it's. Uh, I I think um, you know sometimes that you know it's difficult to do that, but. I think it's what? difficult to, you know, uh, work in that environment. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, power to them for uh, for having such a great program. What, it's difficult to work in what environment? What do you mean? Uh, to, uh, I have no teacher training. Got it. I, um, I'm only there to, uh, uh, you know, help these people usually help these you know people uh put on a show mm -hmm. and um um and the rules and the how much they have to do and what they're supposed to do and, and the amount of time that they do it in that's always changing right so um i use the same size index cards i've always yes, used yes you do so Yes, you do. So that, I, I've been so, inspired by your index card usage. You, you would be, if I showed you the index cards in this briefcase. Now, I'm going to show you. This will be a visual aid here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a nice background. Thank you. It's a gift from my girlfriend. I would never have no. gotten anything like this no. for myself. No, I would imagine you would not. Uh, this oh, is... Uh, wow, look at that. This is... There's three by five cards, and they're white three, and blue. Well, and there is a system to this particular it. one. Of course there is. It's uh, the these are, and let's look at this. These are, these are the ones that we're not doing. When we, in who's the, we? This is the, in the quick and dirty show. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Are these, are these blackouts that you have come up with or that were done at Second City prior? Uh, you know, let me look at the running order for a second. I see okay. McDonald's in there. Uh, That's a different one. Okay, okay, great. Uh, you know what? Sometimes I, in, in like, as I was amassing what I'm going to do mm -hmm. is uh, I think I wrote down some that we might have done in Second City, and I'll tell you one that was in the show for a while. You'll remember it. Mm -hmm. There are... Uh, but mo but mostly these are ones that I that I've come up with, uh, you know, post Chicago. Mm -hmm. But there was one that was in the show for a while that John and Steve and I love to do, and I credited all three of us as doing it. Is um, is we did this um, we did this blackout where on cast the state the the cast is on stage in slow motion, mm -hmm. and you hear an NFL films like voiceover go Super Bowl two. Bart Starr of the Green Bay Packers lines up behind center and sees a Kansas City defense he does not recognize. Now, oh, this is all being done in slow motion. Mm -hmm. Sees the Kansas City defense he does not recognize. Alertly calling timeout, Starr goes to the sidelines to confer with head coach Vince Lombardi. But before Lombardi can give Starr the next play, 
the body succumbs to cancer. And then Steve would just fall over. So. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah. Never made it into a shop, did it? No, we had a, we had a, you know, see, that's a, that's another thing that, uh, actually, that's funny you made that, bring that up. Um, uh, there are things that we like to do, like that blackout, and there was another one that we did called Shark Stomach. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that, uh, that were like, like really, um, uh, there was all, there was a spit take scene that was passed around, but they never made it into the show because they were just lacking in content. Right. They were fun for fun sake. They were fun for yeah. you know <clears throat> you know uh, blow off time and and stuff. So maybe you know sometimes when, sometimes when we would do a blackout that didn't work we would just shout from backstage do it again and we would keep doing the same blackout until the audience would laugh just the same thing no difference no change just the same thing over and over again do it again i think that was i think that was Rabano may have started that because he embraced um, anti-comedy so much. You know? he, he did. Well, he must have been, must, because he was really into that darkness of uh, shark stomach and the darkness yeah. of uh, she succumbed to cancer. Yeah. Um, what was the first Second City group that you saw? Who was it? Um, it was Danny Breen's and uh, Noni Newton Breen's Last Night. And Mike Haggerty was taking over for him. Lance Kinsey and Megan Fay were in the cast. Mm -hmm. Jim Belushi showed up. Rob Riley showed up. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was it was uh, uh, Danny Breen's last night, or was, it was Noni it, Noni Newton Breen's last night. It was Danny and Noni's last night. Oh, okay. Because they, they were both married and here. they were both coming out here to do a television. He was coming out here to do a show called Not Necessarily the News. Right. Right. Are you working at all on um, uh, uh, whose line? Do you work on not it? Not in this. Not in this current version. You haven't no. worked on it. No, I did when I did, of course, in Britain and in the one ABC uh, um, incarnation. Are, are but you, now on the CW, it's not a WGA show. It was a WGA show on ABC. Wow. Yeah. Do you do ever do non-union stuff? I, I so try not to. I don't. Um, other than like a little uh, two-minute video that's promoting something I'm doing, no. Uh, so are you... And so usually you, I do... And actually the last one I did, I directed it over at my house. Mm -hmm. Are you firm on the I'm not going to do non-union things? Well, give me an, give me an example that would tempt me. Um, right. Uh, something on the WGA, on, on, on CW, say to do that, just for as, as an example. Because for me, I feel like I'm not gonna do a non-union job. I don't wanna go through the hassle. Um, the hassle is if it doesn't work, or the hassle of it, um, of getting my money, or the hassle of, uh, it, it, I'm putting a lot of hours here, I'm not getting any compensation. And the, the guilt, not the guilt, and the feeling of, I'm fucking my union over. Yeah, uh, I've been asked to do it a few times, and I really needed the money, but I just didn't do it. Right. Uh, it just it seemed like kind of a no. It seemed like kind of a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of you know sometimes <clears throat> when we do the 
the closest that I come to it is, you know, sometimes when we do these, you know, workshops in other cities and stuff and they pay us, a, you know, a performance fee for improvising or for, you know, appearing or something like that. So, you know, I suppose equity could get all fussy about that, but they never, they, they don't. Do you, you still know? pay your equity dues? Oh, yeah. I've done an I've done an equity contract right. as recently as last year. Right, the show at uh, the Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. What was that contract? Was that like a pretty standard Lord, contract? Lord something. The first yeah. year we the first year Second City had the contract. Second year next year I think it was Lord B or whatever mm -hmm. whatever the Santa Theater Group is. Right, right. I love doing plays. I yeah, love doing I do, plays. Yeah, I, uh, I do too. I've. Uh, um, yeah, I do too. They're different. Is a they're a slightly different animal, but um, but you know, I'm I'm now I'm crossing over with the people between you know, like sometimes I'll take. I took a number of improvisers and put them in a play that I wrote, and then I did a play with some people, and I'm sticking them into these sketches. Mm -hmm. So, see, the thing is, is uh, is even though these are like little quick blackouts and stuff in quick and dirty. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Anybody that wants a comp, let me know. Um, do you want one on yeah. Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will send that email when we're done. And right. what time is it, Dave? Right now? Yeah. It's a quarter to noon. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Keep going. Uh, I have uh, never talked this long about myself. I'm, that's why uh, I'm going. I'm pushing him. I'm uh, pushing you around. Uh, uh, what's with the third degree, Dave? <laughs> no. Uh, 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 what was I talking about? We're talking about uh, working with non-union. Oh non yeah. Oh, I, I just you know whether whether it's it's sketches or or uh, or improv or the play, I want it to be good acting. Mm -hmm. And so too often, and you asked about, do you go to see improv? Do you go to see this and stuff? And I'm like, sometimes I can't stand to watch the improv or the sketches because the acting is so. Bad. Bad. I totally agree. And and all of a sudden, it's about the wigs, and I don't want to see that. What do you want to my, tell? My, what do you want to tell these people? Like, how? What note can you give somebody if they don't realize that this yeah, is about well, the fucking I acting? Think, uh, I I think um, I think you got to find your own voice on stage. Um, I think you got to uh, get rid of. Uh, wigs and costumes and you got to be yourself and a lot of times in an audition when people come in and you know they are doing what they call characters and i'm like i'm sorry you're just doing a funny voice if you would just apply the basics in your improvisation i think it would be so what are those basics of the improvisation what is that say yes right be do something physical in the space uh, and make statements do you think that people don't? For me, I feel like the average improviser doesn't know that they're acting. Uh, I don't. I don't. I never thought about it that way. If if they don't think that they're acting, uh, I think they uh, should think again. <laughs> That's a great note to keep yourself. <laughs> That's a great note because the people that I've watched that are at Second City, the actors that I watch. I mean, th I think about Lance Kinsey doing that repo scene. Right. Which is just such a great scene, and the way it's that they're a very were, good scene. It's a really great scene, and the the dynamics of the acting there. And I think that one person who's a great actor will 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 mm, uh, force the other improvisers on stage to really take their acting, to really hunker down for their acting chops. Because when you're working with, I remember working with um, uh, Avery Schreiber. 
Avery would come in to do a set, and I'd look at him and go, and I think, he is making me act, uh -huh. because he's not because he's not improvising up there. Mm -hmm. He's acting, mm -hmm. and and what that means is he's looking at me, he's connected to me, he's paying attention to me, he's listening to everything that I'm saying, and he's responding to everything I'm saying, and he is with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, that uh, you know, um, I think. Uh, I, we have a teacher and uh, a colleague of ours. I'm not going to mention his name now. Um, but uh, my uh, rule of thumb with him was listen to two things, he says, then don't listen to the next eight. <laughs> then listen to the next two, then don't listen to the next eight because mm -hmm. it's going to drive you nuts. But mm -hmm. the first two, then zone out and then come back. <laughs> so uh, one of the phrases he introduced, introduced me to was um, he said one time he said, oh, well, uh, Oh, you you made that up. You manufactured that. And I was like, well, how is that different than improvising? Um, when uh, when you're improvising, it, it's like it's right there. And you're not manufacturing it. You're not making it up. Um, manufacturing it is like uh, 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 hammering it together so you can, you know, make a joke or something. I think it comes, it doesn't come out of the interaction. That yeah, the it doesn't come having. out of the moment. No, it, it comes out of you saying, oh, in the past, this has worked for me. And I wasn't in your past. Our scene didn't occur in the past. If our scene, if, if there's something that we're going to use, it's using it in this moment that we're, that we're at right now. Yeah. So. It's a difference also between telling a joke and improvising. Yeah, and uh, it's also the difference between uh, improvising and playwriting, as I, I think um, the, the the Spolin book would have said. Oh, you're playwriting. Right. And we see people doing that all the time. They think they're doing a great job about telling the story. And Dave, that, you, that that's exactly what happened to us in the Army. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. somebody manufactures that. Right, exactly. You know? Right, 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 right. Do you remember our honeymoon? It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Do I remember our honeymoon? Mm -hmm. Right now we're about to manufacture something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I haven't heard the phrase playwriting in a really, really long time. But it is what happens. You saying I'm old? No, I haven't heard it. This isn't okay. about you, Rob. Okay. So, because there there is a theater out here that has you do the who, the what, and the where at the beginning of a scene, and I watch these scenes and I'm going, I fucking can't, I don't know what's happening here. Why are you talking that way? Why are you putting all this shit up at the beginning? Because the scene is, okay, I think about the scene that you did, Bullet. Yeah. Right? Where you were a TA or a teacher? A teacher. You were a teacher, and you came in, and this is way before Columbine and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Where you? Although I've actually performed it post Columbine. You have. Yeah. Crazy. So well, it's you just, with a gun shooting it. students. Yeah. It's gents essentially. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: the scene starts right away. Yeah. Yeah. And when a scene starts right away, that means all of the action is happening now. The audience will catch up to whatever it is that you want them to do. Yeah. But in the meantime, go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know what? I, I've only ever, uh, I watched a videotape of that one time. Why did I do that? I think it's because I had to relearn the blocking or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I was um, very surprised at how short it was mm -hmm. because the moments in it are very dense. Absolutely. And the, the dynamic of the, of the action mm -hmm. is very, um, 
uh, clear mm -hmm. and simple, yeah. and the lines are very short. And you know, another thing that I think is, is interesting about it, it taught me a lesson about um, why is it so funny frequently, not always, mm -hmm. but why is it in our work it's so funny when people die on stage? Right. And I think it's because it's the ultimate humiliation. <laughs> He's so stupid. He died. I'm still alive, and I've got a drink. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. That scene can't be done anymore. That scene. I did it. I did it on the New Year's Eve. I think it was a New Year's Eve post Columbine. Mm -hmm. I. It would be tough to do it now. It's really hard it would be because that which was satire back then has suddenly become. Yeah. The, the real thing it's it's like it's like network has become was a satire but it has become real and if you show it to people nowadays i think that they would look at it and go yeah so but but network was one of my favorite it still is one of my favorite movies yeah. the acting in that movie is superb yeah um that one scene with um with dead baby well, you Ned are Beatty, messing with the forces but I'm also talking about uh, what's it, what's it, William Holden and his wife, yeah. where he confesses to her that he's in love with uh, Faye Dunaway, Faye Dunaway. Yeah. and that scene in itself is one of the greatest television scenes. I, I'm sorry, one greatest cinematic scenes I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And she uh, won an Academy Award for it. I saw her um, when I, when Katie and I first moved people out to LA. Think, people didn't think she deserved it because it was just that one scene. But you watch that thing, and it it the way that she breaks down in that scene is phenomenal. The direction of that scene. That was Patty Chayefsky wrote that and who directed it? Let's find that out. Yeah. Because that doesn't hurt, that didn't hurt it. No, no, it clearly didn't hear, hear it. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at it now. Um, I'm not gonna look at it now. Everybody can look it up if they want. Yeah. Let's give them something to do. That's right. But I but all that all that acting is phenomenal. And for us I think that satire is there's such a shelf life to a lot of that stuff. I don't know any gun scenes that would work nowadays where you don't look at it and say, there's a gun. It's not about the people in it. When I when I first came to uh, LA, you know, it was, I still wanted to have, um, you know, gunshots and scenes. Right. And uh, they said, oh, no, use the sound effect on the, um, on the, on the piano. And I'm like, what? It's going to blow it. I mean, it's, it sounds horrible. Right. Well, well, since then, the technology is a little bit better, and we've found, since, found, since found some better uh, gunshot effects. Mm -hmm. But I, that, I remember thinking, no, you've got to use an actual thing. You don't realize how funny it is when you shoot it and it makes noise. What? It's coming out of the speakers? No, it should come out of this. It's, this is incredibly funny. Right. Uh, you know what? Actually, I thought I would, I, I, but I'm, I, guess I'm over, I guess I'm okay with it now, I, you know. Well, you, you got to get a gun, then you got to get the caps of the gun. You got to do all that stuff. Yes. And do you have a gun, or are you just like miming a gun? Usually, either. But I do both of them. Do I do both of them now? But still, with just the sound effect. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. One of the one of the um, one of the gals made me some very inexpensive. Um, she made them out of like cardboard and tape, and they just you know look right for for the stage. Uh huh. I've kept them forever. One of the girls in the office like. Uh, Alexis uh, Nota Bartolo. She just. Is it in. Miss Alexis? Miss Lexi. Miss Lexi. Yeah. Which means that it isn't the same thing as not being able to read in a line. That's a totally different thing. That's, okay. yeah, that's a totally different thing. Okay. Let's end there, Ron. Okay. That was really great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. 
If you'd like to see one of Dave's improv shows or one of my stand-up shows, you can get that information at addcomedy.com. If you want to take a class with Dave, that information is located on his website at davidrozowski.com. You can also follow Dave on Twitter at drozowski. Today's episode was sponsored by Troubadour, a restaurant movie. A new movie by Group Mind Films, portraying an accurate, sometimes funny, and sometimes cringe-inducing glimpse at restaurant life. Troubadour, a restaurant movie. Available to watch in its entirety online for only $5 at groupmindfilms.com.